we are back with the second ever episode of the Daisy RP podcast. I'm your main host, Shiloh. Not RP Shiloh anymore, since I'm now staff. Today I have a new co-host, uh, since Galaxy and Mason decided to ditch me after they held me up and ran off with all my loot. Um, but jokes aside, we have the Bishop as the co-host Hi, for today. you all know me as Gary Golden Gloves, or my famous character, D-Squad Plicked Capturey number 23. Uh, it's really sweet to be here. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here, Bishop, because, you know, the two ditched me. <laughs> uh, and anyways, we have a wonderful, amazing special guest today, the one and only Jackfish. Hello there, it's Jackfish, former lore master, now event master. Nothing more to say, I think. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course, man. We love you. Love you, we too, love bro. you and Cal. Oh, no. And Cal. Yeah, don't talk and to Cal, Cal about I okay. can't right. forget him this time. Very, <laughs> fir- very first thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very first thing this time. You're welcome, Cal. So, um, Jackfish, why did you join the lore team to begin with? Um... Well, you know, first I was wannabe staff media team. Um, I got given the opportunity to join staff since I got permed a couple of years back. So, uh, and after being a media team, I was like, well, you know, it, I don't know what the, the server was kind of dead at the time. Um, and as a media team, I couldn't really do anything to save that or at least to try and get some population back. Um, so, you know, I, I thought as a lore master, I get tools, I get you know, the power to actually change things lore-wise and change things in-game, so why don't I apply? And luckily I got accepted. Hey, there you go. Lately, whenever you do these lore events, and which have been happening on a daily basis, um, the server population has been going tremendously up. Last time, our highest was, what, 50, 52, I believe? During one of our events, yeah. it was fantastic. 53. Yeah, which is a really amazing thing lately because, you know, the beginning of this lore, uh, people played for, like, quite a bit. You had a server queue and everything, and then it just just dipped really quickly. And it was starting to get a little repetitive just playing with the same people every day. Yeah, that is, that is, that is true. Um, I think one of the reasons of that is because DayZRP didn't really have much to offer anymore other than the map. Um... Uh, we had no events in game we had no custom mods or anything else and people just you know started to get bored of it um and i think thanks to the events that have been done by myself and all the volunteers because you know they're just as important as the people who set it up since i cannot do the big events without them uh, i think that has been helping and gaining interest of players again to to play and with hofer now in charge um you know, we might see some interesting things soon. Sounds fantastic. Right. And now, I yeah. And, uh, um, oh, sorry, go ahead, Bishop. Now, yeah. you're right. When the map first came out, everybody was excited. It was a brand new thing, and we did have a server queue. I can't... I forgot about that completely. It felt like a lifetime ago. Um, but since you became Lore Master, they've changed the titles up, haven't they? You're no longer a Lore Master. You're an Event Master. Could you explain the difference about that yes. for most of these people? Well, 
you know, there's not that much of a difference. Uh, the first time when I heard it, I was going to be an event master. I, th I thought it was the motion. I'm not going to lie. I was like, well, this is how I get thanked for the work I've done. But after talking to Hoffer about it, it's basically... Um, I'm basically a lore master who doesn't have to write big lore essays, basically. So what I do, I mostly, you know, communicate with the community. I play in-game. Uh, and the lore master, the wonderful Niv... She has been writing a shit ton behind the scenes. She's been working on a lot of things. Uh, things like um, like the, the virus, the injection of the virus, and the way the power is created. This all thanks to Niv. She basically comes up with an idea. We brainstorm about it together. I give like some pinpoints, and like I give some small feedback, and then she writes a whole lore around it. Like I, Myself, I'm not a native English speaker, so I, you know, writing is not really my thing. And she she is, you know, so she can write wonderful things. And then she comes to me, shows me those things, and I can do things with those things <laughs> to do, let, you know, people enjoy events in game. So that's basically it what an event change. master does. <laughs> a lot of things. A lot of things. Yes. It's been a, uh, a lot of fun working with the event master, especially you. Um, and Cal, and specifically, you guys two coming together and helping spawn equipment and come up with these ideas. How do you come up with these mini event ideas? Like, I think we've made up maybe five or six different groups just out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... Yeah, I think sh I think Cal deserves a big shout-out since he... And the Plessis sometimes, but it's mostly Cal has been helping me uh, almost with every event from staff, which... And, and then I mean staff with tools, of course. And I really appreciate that. Um, but how do we come up with things? Um, well, basically, I came up with the contracts the contracts idea uh, because, you know, a lot of RPGs have those those contracts. And I thought of a name, and I'm not, f you know, I always have Jackfish, Jack, Jake, you know, and I thought maybe Jimmy. <laughs> so I came up with Jimmy's people, those <laughs> cowboys, and then Kel and I talked. And we're like, maybe we need, like, another faction. We came up with the Nomads. And then we needed a horror faction, and we came up with the clowns. And that's basically how we come up with things. We just brainstorm, and like, maybe that's a cool idea. And we just play wrong you with it. You fill a you void know? needed by the server, like the clowns. Yeah. You need a, a horror uh, group. Yeah. Yeah, a horror aspect. Uh, an aspect that people have things to do, <laughs> like the contracts. And then you, you know, you, you can't please everyone, but you please most people. Some people hate horror, horror shit, and they like contracts more. So that's why you switch between those events, so you can please most people in game now i have a question where did your idea for the new mutated infected come from because that's been <coughs> something that's a lot of people have been like really liking a lot lately yeah well you know like i said uh that is mo you know nif n mostly nif who you know who came up with maybe they should be mutated but exactly how that you know that is why we work together she comes up with huh maybe it's cool to have mutated infected and i come up with maybe the mutations could be like this 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 so at first i started to you know i played infected myself i gave myself some clothing spawn on the roof made some creepy noises and jumped down and died and i kept doing that to give people like the scare factor in the middle of the night and then i talked to niv i'm like you know i i'm i, I came up with these mutations maybe you can do something with it and then you know, we now have, like, the massive in, uh, mutated infected. Uh, we have a lot of different kinds of mutated mutated infected, so I think that's why 
that's how we come up with things like that. Gosh. Improvise. Improvise, yeah. It, a lot of it is based on improv, right? A lot of it is improv. Some things are like from other games, like uh, what's that game Dying called again? Light. Uh, Left for Dead. Or yep. Left for Dead. Yeah, yeah, Left for Dead, Dying Light. A lot of those sounds that I made were based of those infected, um, because we never seen those kind of infected in game. We only see the normal ones, and that's why we tried to create more than those. And maybe one day we will have custom infected in game too. You know, we don't have to have oh, all that'd the players. Be really nice. Doing isn't there it? a? Yeah, isn't there's also a, a mod which I don't know if they still. I think they stopped working on it, but it was like an infected player model. Yeah, it didn't get updated for two years, so that's why I didn't suggest it. Uh, however, Misha told me that not all mods need updated, need to be updated like that. So I don't know. Um, you know, I suggested a lot of different mods to make things interesting. Um, from my, what I've known, we will hear more about that soon. So you know, we should just be patient Cross your until fingers. the great Hoffer announces it. You know, whatever gets added or not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's fantastic. I mean, was D Squad in the works, or did, was that just kind of a birth from these mutated infected ideas? I think D Squad is something, and same with O Squad, it's something that I created myself, um, because Niv created the idea that we had scientists working on, you know, the people down under, basically. And then I came up with, you know, scientists cannot get those people in by themselves. So maybe we cre should create a squad. And from that came D-Squad. At first they were, you know, really sneaky. But, to, you know, a lot of lore events happened and now they're basically at war. So, yeah, that's how D-Squad was created. Yeah, same thing with O-Squad. We needed some form of, like, opposite of the inside plate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we had the inside plate who are basically like a military police force who keep the peace inside of the walls. And then we have like the the military that is outside the walls, basically. And that is how we created, you know, how I came up with those hmm. things. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I wanted to touch on was, um, you know, how you use tools and sometimes, you know, Cal has to help you out. And there's really a lot of frustration between the two because of how little people have the tools to actually help out during the events. Yeah. Um, I'm like, Cal has been just as important for the lore events as, as myself. Um, that sounds cocky, but it is true. Since without Cal, things take way longer and we cannot do the things we, we, we are doing right now. Um, a lot of staff, no offense to them, no, you know they have different work, but there's not that many staff members with tools that want to help out during events or can help during events, which is kind of frustrating for me as an event master because you want to do things. Uh, I get the feeling I say things a lot, but there will be more things, so <laughs> it, it's fine. <laughs> there will be a lot um, more things. To come so yes, he has been helping out a lot. It is frustrating that not many people with tools want to help during events. Uh, that is sad, uh, but then again, I I, I will not play them. They probably have other things to do. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's basically Would you yeah. say the lack of tool users is one of the hardest hurdles to tackle as an event master? Or is there something else that's been uh, eating away? It is hard. 
however we cannot just give everyone tools right uh, there have been a couple uh, applications for event master um, but we also you know we need to make sure that we can first that everyone in the lore team can work with the persons who are or the people who apply right secondly staff hofer needs to trust that person to not abuse tools because that has happened in the past basically with tools you can fuck a lot of things up if you want to Right. Um, I think we understand. So, yes, it is. That is a thing that is frustrating. However, Cal and I, we have been doing just fine with the two of us. We could do things faster if there are more people. Um, and it would be amazing to have more people with tools helping out. But two is like the minimum you need if you have more than three volunteers, basically. And what's also annoying. Uh, what Cal and I find annoying, and you noticed it probably as well, Bishop, is that if we have a lot of volunteers, uh, a lot of people talk, right? And we want to gear people up. And there's always people who want, you know, a lot of custom shit, and we spawn in uniforms. And I understand everyone wants to look cool, but sometimes that is frustrating if there's just the two of you, if people ask for different things other than the basic uniform. And, you know, we d the spawn menu from the tools is not that easy to use you need to search names you don't have the pictures with it so you know it's yeah that's something that is frustrating as well the lot of talking during during the setup which i don't blame people for i'm happy they're there uh, but that is something that makes it harder let me just put it that way it makes it harder to you're not saying fast. my name because i'm one of those people huh not at all right <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not saying. No, 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 <laughs> I'm not saying any names because I. I don't. I don't mind it. I understand it, right? I'm just saying it in general because I used to do the same when I was volunteering for Flick events. But now that I do the events, it's like, okay, it it makes things harder. Like if there's three volunteers, it's fine. But if it's like ten, eleven volunteers, I I just simply it gets annoying because one person yeah. does it two three four five and then <laughs> you know you lose track and it's getting i remember the black shamag it, yeah. you always asked for when you were playing clicked <laughs> no and, yeah. I, and here we Except. are now <laughs> it makes sense everyone wants their fancy um gloves or fancy shoes to look different and that's yeah. that's part of like a player identity thing that's always been ingrained in the daisy rp community and it's hard when you play a lore character who doesn't isn't supposed to mean anything it's hard to kind of shed that self-identity or self-importance idea. I have the same problem. I want the fancy glasses. I want the fancy shoes because it's just. I need the golden the gloves. Golden that's gloves. Uh, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is so indeed. No, it's just again. I, I don't blame the people for it. I'm very happy they want to be a volunteer, and you know, it's a small things for us to do. But I think sometimes people need to realize if there's a lot of people we need to gear up that they're it's they're just simply. They just need to get back in line and not get mm -hmm. that shit first. So you would know? you say timing is your biggest hurdle then? Setting up events on time and getting them out for the people or let that would be your biggest yeah. problem? Yeah, I think so. And getting volunteers is kind of hard as well. Uh, the last couple of times has been, it's been growing. Uh, but when, mainly when we just started and sometimes even now, you just cannot, you know, I cleared the Discord mm -hmm. out. And there's still a lot of volunteers in there who basically never joined the events. And yeah. that is frustrating as well to see so many people in there. And then I can only get six or five people. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, you know. And it's not bad if it happens one time. But if you see the same people not joining every time, that's, you know, you start to think, why are you in that, here, right? 
that's a, yeah. uh, a pretty good segue because a lot of people, especially us in the North Americas, are having a hard time, especially me, for joining Plict events, for example. Um, do you think yeah. some people just don't want to join and they're in the Discord just to know when events are happening? Or they may have a time zone complication? I think both. Um, I think we need an American event master. Uh, I really think so. Because, you know, my time is different. I try to do it like 9 in the evening my time, which is pretty mm -hmm. late already. Um, or 10 my time. But there's only so much I can do with time. And I think the only solution for that is have an American event master in there. So he can do events with the Americans. But I also right. think there are people in there who are just in there to, you know, keep track of what's happening and not help. But I clean the, the Discord out every now and then and kick the people who never join. That's good. So. Yeah. Usually with the um, lore events, like I said, like Bishop mentioned, since I'm, I'm in A as well, um, there's been times whenever lore events, like there's small random events going on way after the main event has happened. Like, for instance, um, a couple nights ago, I was literally about to go to sleep. It was 12 o'clock, and there was like a small D-squad attack up on the highway. And I was like, that doesn't usually happen because, you know, all the events have like ended and none of it is really going on. So I really appreciated that to whoever did it, even though it could have been way past their time. So Yeah, that happens sometimes. So it, like when I had holidays, sometimes like I think I had like five or six days in a row where I went to bed like four or five in the morning just to do events for the Americans. And, you know, that that is something I can do when I'm off the next day, but not something I can do now if I have a lot of work coming up. So, you know. I mean, just yesterday, yeah. our server pop was about 30, and we didn't really have events. And I can't stress it enough. It's no, it's not in no small part due to you and the other event team, because you, we all remember a group of maybe 12 was our maximum. That was our peak player base for a while. Yeah. And when we start doing these events, I don't know, I think people have a reason to come in. They have things to talk about in game yeah. instead of just their regular buddy who they talk to every day anyways yeah no that that is true and i also got a, a lot of messages and staff feedback from people like i got this message the other day for someone who's like you know it, it's something small but like i had a shitty day at work and you know i like to role play and you know these events really help the you know my mood come back to life again and that is like messages that you know, then you know why you do those events. Because a lot of people now have a reason to go back in game because there's so many storylines going on. So it's actually worth getting back in game. And this is for the people who are still listening and who are not playing right now. I'd say try it out because, you know, a lot of a lot of things changed. And I suggest you get in game and try to enjoy it again. Or at least see if you still enjoy it. Yeah, that goes to anybody. I mean, even if you don't have the time, like even if you don't play in general, um, y there's still so tons of crap going on. Like, it's so much fun lately that, you know, originally, like I said in the first episode, is that I had a time where I was getting a bur absolute burnout from Neheim already, and then all of a sudden, boom, events start happening on a daily basis, and like I just kick it into gear again. And it's something that a lot of people should experience because. You don't get many experiences like this in any community 
except for maybe Daisy RP and some other RP communities outside of the game. But it's like mm-hmm. it's something Daisy RP has always been one of the most yeah. popular Daisy roleplay communities. It sounds so nerdy when I say it out loud, um, but it's completely true. <laughs> and as of not as of recent, but in most people's recent memory, it's been dead. And it's not the case anymore. I love this community. I always try to come back whenever I can. And it's really hard to join something when there's no one around and there's nothing to do. But now we have things to do. And, like, you got the ball rolling, right? You pushed it down that hill. And now there are people that are coming back. More people are starting storylines. Storylines are continuing. Groups are fighting and they're making alliances. It's a whole world now that's still there other than just the map. And... I think you guys are completely right. Just come back in and try it. For anybody who hasn't taken the time to boot up their old character and get in game, just try it out. I mean, might be some fun. Yeah, like you said, just uh, the, the the massive event the other day, uh, there were like 53 people on the server, and 44 of those people were playing in the event. And that was probably the biggest event I've seen, for sure, in Neheim, but probably one of the biggest events ever done on Daisy RP. And it it was just like a movie. People were running over the ice, explosions left and right, volunteers shooting down at the people. It was just a massive, massive thing happening. And you know, that is something that, that makes us as volunteers and peop and, and event masters just very happy to see groups who are normally fi- fighting, like the VK with I don't know what the group is called, but Lucas people. They were like fighting side by side against the D squad, and that is so nice to see that people set aside their IC differences and just fight against their bigger, you know, the bigger enemy. So that's you know that's amazing. Uh, Especially with the the one where D squad attacked the city and the bombings, and then getting stuck in the sewer. Like I legit felt like I was in the middle of a movie. Still very sad. I missed that event. Yeah. And then when uh, Cal walked up the ladder, he's like, it's fine, and then just gets blown up to pieces. Yeah, so I think yeah. we might have already answered this question, but what do you think your favorite event has been so far? Is this is that it, with the big big team battles? Yeah. It's, ba- yeah, it, it, I, I, like, every time I saw, I said it in the Discord as well, like, I think this was the best event we did so far, but every event that happened after, I kept repeating it, because we keep stepping up our uh, event game just to say it like that it's like yeah that's basically my favorite event they started at the ice then they had to move to a different location the the power plant where they had to fight another wave of you know t squad then they had to move to the final destination where they captured a high ranking uh lieutenant uh, and that and those events you know many people might think like you know we have 100 percent chance to get that lieutenant but that is not the truth, because if you interrogate him the wrong way or you shoot him too quick, you're basically not going to get the information. If you basically, you know, you can't continue the event storyline, and you just need to try another time. So I think people did great at that event. Everyone's roleplay was top-notch. Yeah, that's that's basically my favorite event so far. That's going to bring me to uh, one of the topics <laughs> that I have is... Um, when lore events don't like events don't go as planned as you have like you know visioned it, and like it just feels really cruddy. Just how do you how would you suggest to handle that to people who volunteer as well as you know going <coughs> on into the future? Well, you know the volunteers they can't really, you know, 
A lot of times if things don't go as planned, the volunteers ask the event master or lower master what to do. Um, but what I would suggest the people who will lead the events in the future is just to to see what else you can do. Um, you you will make mistakes. I made a mistake once with um, with the scrap rats, the VK were all stuck in a bunker. Um, and things didn't go as planned, and it ended up in a firefight uh, that many people thought was uh, my fault, and I took the blame for it. And, you know, by those mistakes you learn, you know, mistakes happen and you learn from them, and now events have been going pretty good the last couple of days. And yes, I accidentally killed some people <laughs> with an explosion, you know, that happens as well, but then, you know, people don't have to worry because I just, they can be TP'd back. So, you know. You learn and you improvise. Mm. Um, heading back to that mentality of people think it's a guarantee, right? For example, when they capture the lieutenant, it's a guaranteed information. Um, that's an idea that a lot of the player base might have. What type of mindset do you think we should be going forward with these events for players? What type of idea should they be coming into these events with? Just take it you know, as realistic as possible for your character. Um, you know, uh, I have the difficulties for events, so don't do, you know, don't rush open over, uh, over open fields when you get shot at because the volunteers will try to kill you yes. if you do. Try to take things the real way. Um, try to think your, you know, think through your actions. If you interrogate an officer, maybe there's some things you need to do or say to get the information out of it. Because if you just shoot him straight away and kill him, you're not going to get the info. Simple as that. And then you've basically filled the objective of the event. And it's basically mission filled. <laughs> we get him next time, you know? Jackfish, you just made me remind something I was going to talk about. Is there, There's rumors of a difficulty that you're coming out with where people can potentially get PK'd. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I, that's basically something that Niv and I came up. Uh, basically, Niv, Niv started it. Um, she said like maybe we should think of events where people have the massive risk of losing a character um, and yes that is something we will introduce uh, I posted a status update of, of it <coughs> of it the other day and I will make a thread about it soon uh, but yes there will be an event where some parts of it will get your character PK'd if you if you do it like if you rush into a bunker and the bunker is exploding and you don't get out soon enough you know, it it, w it could mean the end of your character. Um, we will PM the people, and we will strongly advise them to PK. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you can't force people to PK, but we can strongly advise them and tell them, well, you know, this event was this difficulty. It was on the announcement, so you should have known. You know, it's your choice still, but still. It's like, hey, your character just ran into an exploding bunker. There's a you're most likely not going to survive that, so we kind of suggest that you PK. <laughs> you don't have to, but it's strongly implied. You better roleplay that you've been blown the hell up, though, or I swear. Or I swear. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. E exactly. And, you know, we have a lot of uh, people flying around in free cam, and maybe if we do an event like that, we will type something out like if you enter this area, you may take the risk of getting PK'd. And if people still want to move in, 
who we told them, to, you know, the people we told it to, and they still move in, you know, then they get PK'd because then they know mm -hmm. what the consequence is. And if you still decide to move in and you get killed and you don't want to PK, then it's just bad RP in my eyes. They accepted the risk. But that's just me. Makes sense. You yeah, want to exactly. put your character's head under a gun. I mean, you know you might get shot. And if yeah. you do get shot, then good luck surviving. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's funny coming from me, huh, Jackfish? <laughs> yeah, there you no go. Comment. No comment. Uh. <laughs> Not reply, yeah. Um, so something I don't have written down on the podcast playing because it just, you know, things are starting to come to me as, as we continue going on, but, um, Kirko is, you know, updating the map eventually. Um, it, with new these uh, new locations, if he adds them or when they add them, um, do you think there's gonna be more locations that are gonna be introduced into the lore events that we haven't used yet? I hope so. Um, I've talked to Kirk. Uh, I've came up with some suggestions, um, but some things are just you know he's alone. He's a busy man. Uh, so, so you know it's hard to come up with new areas and new things because he's the only one we, we currently have to do the things you know to 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 create the map uh it would be ideal like we had with watchmen in on Chinaras, if the map would change after events like after the explosions that the whole city would be burning and smoking you know um but it's some simply not possible right now um misha was supposed to return uh I'm not going to go into detail because, you know, I don't think I'm allowed to, but there's been some problems with that as well. So he can't return for now. Um, a lot of setbacks, even though Hofer has been in charge and have been doing a lot of good shit. Big props to the big man himself. But we still have some setbacks, which is a shame because, well, we had a lot of good plans, but some things came through and it's not possible for now. So hopefully the map will get bigger soon. Um... We will have a map update, I think he said it on general, there will be a map update, um, mostly bug fixes, uh, but we just have to wait for Roland to come home, I think, and just add uh -huh. that, you know, he's the only one who's capable of doing that. When does uh, Roland come back again? Oh, tomorrow. tomorrow. So, hey. Hey. I'm still on the subject of maps. If you had your way, right, If let's say you had perfect knowledge of these editing tools and you could open up the map. What would be some of the things that you change do through the lore events? Like something you've, if you had the power, what would, what event would you do that would change the map? Um, well, first off, I would make the map a bit, little bigger. Um, because I love the map and Kirko did a big fucking job. However, it's, you know, we, the server pop is getting up again and it's simply getting too small. We need bigger areas and personally, I would add darker themed areas. I would add an underground with the lab that basically the whole lore event is going on, like the where people get injected. I would add that lab somewhere. Uh, more of a tunnel system because we have the sewers, but there's a big part of sewers that has not been opened up yet because it's simply not done. Uh, and that that is like, those sewers are massive. Um, I hope those will be opened up even though if they're not finished yet, because they look pretty good um and just like like i said big explosions i would make the map burning for a couple days basically like smoke going everywhere buildings will collapse that collapse you know I, I would do it that way probably but you know i i yeah I i've seen those tunnels i've uh 
they're 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 awesome. Yeah. Um, I personally think they're ready to be opened up, but again, I'm not a map dev. I don't know what little details I can't see. But it, you're right. Yeah. We have a fantastic map, and the city is awesome. If anybody here has played other maps, such as Essaker or Deer's Isle, I'm pretty sure we had Deer's Isle on Daisy RP for a little bit. There's awesome details like that that are Neheim blow out of the park, like blow out of the water. The city is super detailed and fantastic. But I think a lot of people have the same issue that I do, is that once you get out of the city, there's really not much else to see. Yeah, right. um, and that's why a lot of people have come up with threats bring back Chinaurus, which I partly understand why people say it, right? Because Neheim is a very small map, and indeed, outside the city, there is there is some, some small cities here and there, which is great. However, there's other than that, I don't think there's much to do. Um, and there's not, you know, map making is very hard. People need to understand that. The the tools that you use for map creating is, they're outdated. They're very bad. So Kirk, you know, did what he could with the time that he had. Um, but it, it simply has to, we need to add more parts to the map. It needs to be bigger. We need to add more original areas, which we need assets for custom assets and Kirk cannot do that or at least to some extent so we need more devs and to get more devs you need to put money in devs and well that is something that I have no control over <laughs> yeah um, Jackfish were you on whenever uh, I mean I I'm sure you were on whenever Namask was out yeah not that much but yeah sometimes but um, <clears throat> there's a there was a lab area um, that whenever you went down into it it just like blacked everything out and there's a really good mechanic in that as well as uh, a tunnel system with that same mechanic whenever you walked in deep enough uh, everything would just become dark and pitch black um if i would really that would be really cool if it could be uh implemented into you know the sewer system tunnel systems yeah. and whatnot yeah uh from what i understand real tunnels are not possible um like real dark tunnels um, because you know the engine just doesn't support it if you want to do like custom underground shit you have to make like a full custom map like no ground you have to make everything from scratch oh, even wow. more from scratch than Kirk did um, he Dang. told me I asked him for more caves and shit and he said it's simply not possible he can create things under the map because a lot of the buildings you see are basically floating the roads are floating and there's a huge open area under there so he could make things there but other than that no i, I don't think it's possible for now it's i from what i understand within the mosque map it's special scripting uh if if people who don't know yeah. the man who made the, the mosque map sumrak is one of like the lead developers of daisy he made out in his own time so he knows the engine in and out um so something like that might be a little bit out of reach for our devs, which is a real shame. But uh, no, it's. Yeah. I think the underground tunnels that we have right now, where we did our clown events, are they're we can manage of what we have, and I think they're still really fun for the little events that we do. Yeah, they do the job. It's something else, like something we didn't see in Chinaris. That's why it makes it interesting. And that's why, I don't know what the reasoning is, but in my opinion, we should open up the other tunnels as well. Because they're way bigger. 
And even though it's not perfect, it's still something new that people can play with. Because I feel like it's been such a long time since Nieheim got updated. And Kirk can't do anything about that. I just want to put that out there. It's not Kirk's fault yeah. at all. But, you know, you know, we need to be realistic as well. People want new stuff. And that has to happen with Nieheim. Because outside of the city, there it's it's not like Shinaris where you have m a lot of cities, big hills, big four. It's something else. And that doesn't have to be mean it's bad, but you know it it needs this spark outside the walls. I think. Right, I agree because the wall. I feel like inside the walls and the city is like pretty much the main focus of everything. Yeah, and it takes away from the other. Places I think that's why these yeah. little events have been getting so much focus and have been so popular because while we don't have a physical item that somebody can touch, it's a new thing. You're that new thing. These events are that new thing. Yeah. bringing people back for something cool and interesting to come and see. I would do these events if I was on a fucking skyscraper in the middle of nowhere, if I was just on a rock out in a field. Like, the the map doesn't matter when the events are cool. To, certain, yeah, to a certain extent, that is true. However, we have a lot of stories in mind for events, so we can keep doing this for a while, but eventually we will need new content to make new events as well. So, for the the upcoming months, or at least month, like two, three months, I think we're set event-wise. But after that, we do need new content, at least new map parts to make things more interesting again, in my opinion. So, the future lore, like, it's already written out like two months in advance, or is like mm. being planned two months? A lot of things are in the works, things like... I unfortunately <laughs> cannot say because I, I I asked Niv if I could give some teasers. Um, you can't tease us like that. But it's not fleshed it's it's not fleshed out enough to <laughs> let me just say it this way. There is some interesting things in the works and Niv has you know, she's basically writing it all by herself, so big props again to her. Um there are some things coming and I think you know, those things are interesting. And I mean like the upcoming two months, it's not that, like the lore is written already for it, but like I personally have some event ideas that can, you know, have that covered. I just feel like I talked with the game. Yeah, it seems like a shame. <laughs> if you're excited about these little events, okay, how about this? We'll make a little compromise here. I'll make a deal with you. Instead of giving us details on storylines and events and lore, give uh -huh. us, without names, without, you know, topics, Explain to us these events that you're excited for. What can the player base expect to be seeing in the coming months? Um, well, the, 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 let me see. What can <laughs> I say? This is hard because I don't want to slip my tongue. Loose, um, loose lips. <laughs> let me just do it. It's basically uh, bigger uh, D-Squad events uh, with new things to oh, do, sweet. new things that will happen. Um new mutants uh <laughs> yeah and something else but i cannot say that sorry <laughs> yeah breaking news Black i'm like working for you yeah there you go i'm gonna get a uh, <laughs> go ahead oh oh so they're implementing they're implementing um yes uh, yes win now, exactly you yeah. cannot <laughs> equip exactly. this d squad mask pay the 1999 dlc d squad <laughs> yeah. Loot boxes oh, man. it's like arma 3 
Soon, soon. TM. Soon. <laughs> no, that's that's very exciting. So we're gonna expect to see a lot more work coming out of D Squad and that particular storyline with the mini events that we're doing, like such as Jimmy and the Rider Gang, like the Nomads and all that other like the clowns coming in to kind of fill the voids while we're waiting for the larger events. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I I will have less time to the daily events, so I will probably lead the the main lore events uh, once a week at least uh, but yeah yeah, you're right yeah and then today the 15th the August Cal is actually Ooh, doing his yes. own event yes. is that Cal alone yeah he's got I'm so <laughs> proud of my boy yeah oh I don't that's is it? Dang. that brings me to I a question so. that I forgot to ask um, this big event that we had with the D squad running over the ice your favorite event was that only you and Cal with tools can yes. You, do you remember about how many volunteers you had under your belt during that event? Uh, we had like, I think we had eight or nine, and then Cal and I. So we had like 11, 12 people and in total. Go ahead. And it w go ahead. I, I wonder no, go if ahead. the community even realized that we only had eight people for an event like that. Because it was... I don't. I Such don't a grandiose thing that you were able to move people around, get them regeared quickly. I was. I came in during the tail end of that event when we were in the power plant, and when I was taken down, I was moved out and I was re-equipped so quickly to get thrown back into the works as like a reinforcement squad. It was. It was fantastic, and you guys really pulled through. I think you guys grew a lot with your tool usage, because you were banging that stuff out. Because we were all just shut the hell up and let you work, and it was fantastic. Yeah. 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 Big props to Cal because in those situations, the massive lore events, it's mostly me who spawns in because people need to know the explosions. I need to spawn them in, like I need to activate them. So the explosions is me, um, and Cal does a lot of the regearing for people so I can continue working lore-wise, right? So big props to, yeah, my 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 friend Cal. For those so, who don't know, yeah. I'm not entirely yeah. sure about exactly how tools work, but I do know this basics. If we need to get teleported, you can't just pick a player, pick a spot, and move them to that spot. You have to move yourself through free cam, get to these locations, and then yeah. move the player to your position. So it's not like yeah. if anyone's played Armor 3 Zeus, you can't just move people back and forth like pawns on a chessboard. Oh yeah. It's basically you physically driving us in like your invisible jet <laughs> to where we need to go. <laughs> it's you guys have been doing fantastic yeah. work with these little events and I'm surprised the amount of power you guys can pull out like pump out of these tools. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's uh just getting, you know, you need to get used to it. Uh, first it was very complicated in my opinion. Um I spawned in hordes of affected <laughs> by accident because I had the wrong keybind. I fucking <laughs> fucked people over sometimes, but now you need to have to, you, you basically have to click target to me and then the people who you clicked on or the person you clicked on because one at a time is possible. TPs to you, but we have to we have to free cam around, go back to the bunker, spawn ourselves in the bunker, TP you to the bunker, spawn in your gear, <laughs> fly back to the to the action. You know, we don't have name tags in the tools as well. It's something that I really miss in there. I know it's possible. Um, 
Oh right. But it's yeah, I, I, we're not allowed to use that. Uh, so yeah, that would make things easier because we have a map and that map doesn't update automatically. So we basically have to close the map, fly to a location, open a map, see where we are, fly a bit. You know, it's very hard to find people I sometimes. I wish that would, yeah, that would be easier. I remember that being yeah. one of the problems, it is what especially it is. during the early days of the many events, we would find that there was somebody out in the middle of nowhere and go do like a clown event with them. And we would spend a good five, 10 minutes, like where the hell did they go? Where are they? And we'd search around yeah. for them. An old, yeah, an old that story of I think it was the first time I did one of the clown events. It might have been the first time any of us did the clown event. Um, we were in the town to the southeast, and it was a couple of people, maybe three, or maybe two or three, and you spawned in a couple of bears by accident, and I think yeah. you almost killed one of them with these bears. Yeah, yeah, I have my keybinds <laughs> wrong, you know. All right. Well, I want to hit up two more points before we end this. Yeah. Um, the first one was um, how the, do streamers, like uh, Twitch streamers who do Daisy RP, like, do they... Uh, oh, what, what's the word? Get more Priority. attention. Yes, get more attention. Well, of, yeah. co like, of course, uh, if Red Sky is streaming... Of course, I will make sure that Red Sky gets in the action, right? Because yeah. people are watching him, and people might get interested because they see the action. But it's not like they get spe special treatment. No, it's not. No, at least not from me. Of course, they get like they get their place in the event for sure, right? But they're, they're not getting. They're not the main character in the event, basically. Not always, that is. Right. And the last thing that I have is that apparently. <laughs> I don't know if this is true or not, but I there, I heard random people talking about how they were seeing like ghosts out in the forest. No, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you were doing that or not because people were like, "Yeah, there's like some guy." With I a heard of this story. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are these people talking about? Oh, I. I'm gonna be honest. I did not hear about this, but that sounds interesting. <laughs> so nice for whoever is doing that. Shout out to you. If there's more ghosts in the forest. I'm just gonna say this. I would fucking yeah. I would love it even more. Yeah, we might do some of those kind of events because first we wanted to keep things as realistic as possible. However, you know, some some scary, spooky shit is kind of interesting as well. Mm -hmm. You know, not too much. Keep it but, contained you know. so that it could be like yeah. I don't believe you when someone comes up and tells a story. But it's it's yeah. cool events that gets the community talking, like this um this deer exactly. skull ghosts in the woods stuff. I have no idea who's doing those, and that's sweet because it, it's a it's a story that's been circulating around the community enough that it's become a legend in its own weird way. Yeah, it's cool that we can do yeah. stuff like that still. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Got it. All right. Well, I think that's gonna end the podcast here. Uh, Jack Fish has to go do some some things. Yes, sir. <laughs> Ditch us, Jesus too tired. Nice. Jackfish has to leave us. Yeah. We've tuckered him out. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Yeah, he's tuckered himself out. All right. Well, Jackfish, before you leave, anything you want to say before you, we end this? Well, you know, again, thank you for having me. Um, and I, you know, I'm happy that people are enjoying the events, and I hope more people will get in the server soon, so you know we can create more and better things. All right. Well, I will do it then. Thanks for tuning into the second episode, and there'll be uh, more episodes to come. Uh, thank you, guys.